Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today, I am joined by the absolutely sensational Louise Boyce. Louise is a model, mother of three, and an award-winning content creator. Her Instagram, Mama Still Got It, is one of my absolute favorites to follow. And I spent many an evening during lockdown scrolling through her hysterical reels and TikToks. I cannot wait to hear her three defining moments that got her to where she is today. Hi, Louise. Hi, that's a nice intro. Can you do my PR for me, please? <laughs> but anytime. And literally, I'm not joking. Me and my sister's uh, WhatsApp group, we always share your reel. So I am quite starstruck oh. right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Well, actually, that, it's good that you're saying that because that's one of my defining moments that I'll I'll talk to you about later. I'm so excited. So we usually go straight in to the deep end to your first defining moment. Okay, this is good. I, I, you know, I love defining moments. I kind of feel like, I think lives are just basically built up with defining moments and they mold <laughs> us into who we are today. I really do believe that. So I guess my first one would be in my 20s. I guess this, this is, this is the first one is about finding love and settling down, which is um, what I wanted to do. But in my 20s, within, in my modeling career, I was traveling around the world constantly, like shooting, which yeah, was wonderful, but it was a very lonely place. I was in four or five countries um, a month and on constant airplanes to a point where, you know, I started to know people at Heathrow Airport. And I was extremely lonely and I never had a chance to meet anybody. I couldn't have dates. I remember actually having dates at Heathrow Airport, which actually is a great place to have no, a date if you don't like the really? guy. You just go, right, I've got to go, I've got a plane scratch. <laughs> um, but I did get to a point where I was, um, I was lonely and I did want to find that special someone and I didn't know how that was going to happen with all my work. And then, really weirdly, all of my work just stopped overnight. It just stopped to a point where I called my agent and I was like has something leaked out about me because I don't know what's happened and they're like no no, it's just you know it's just happened and it terrified me and Mm -hmm. even my bank manager was like what's going on I was like I don't know I don't know but it but it gave me a chance to sit still and hang out with friends and and I that is when I met my now husband And I really think that had I been working, I wouldn't have had a chance to stop and hang Mm. out with him and get to fall in love and 
create a future with him. So I think that was my first. And even though I was at the time not working, it was really, it was scary. And you think, oh my God, that's it. That's my life over. And it's weird how when something seems so bad at the time and then you, you can look back on it and think, actually, that happened at the exact right time um, for me to, 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 to fall in love and, and be with the guy that I'm supposed to be with. Oh, I love this. Yeah, I mean, it's quite, I don't think I've ever told him that, actually. Oh, that is like <laughs> the perfect defining moment. And that's kind of, honestly, it's why I made this podcast is to show people that when things seem to be going wrong, they're actually often going right. Yeah. I'm really interested in that because... When you were obviously having been so busy, if you're traveling that much, there's so much adrenaline, it's so intense. You, you know, and especially I think when you're in your early 20s, you kind of feel like unstoppable. Mm. So when you have that period of time where things suddenly stop, how did you actually cope with that change? And what was what was the emotional journey for you then? It was awful, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I felt like I'd been dumped by my job and I felt really rejected. And all the clients that I had been working with for years, suddenly stopped and one client in particular I wasn't even aware that they stopped using me until I saw their next tv commercial and they had replaced their blonde that was usually me and I was like oh my god it was like being cheated on and you're (laughs) and it's like it was just really bizarre and it really honestly it really really got me down and I was thinking what do I do now I even started writing writing a book to keep myself busy and I start, I started to just do all bits and pieces that I hadn't done before. And then I kind of thought, well, hang on a minute. Maybe I kept saying to myself when I was traveling loads, I just need some time at home. I want time at home mm. to hang out with friends, go to the cinema, go to the gym, like do do laundry. I mean, I was living out of a suitcase. <laughs> my, I was basically a gypsy my entire <laughs> life. Um, and I want, I longed for moments to you know, people saying, oh, have, did you watch this TV show? No, because I'm on an aeroplane. I didn't have time to do anything. I missed birthdays. Um, my brother's graduation. I even missed a funeral because I was constantly working. So after the initial, oh my God, what do I do now kind of phase, I had to make a positive spin on it and just be like, okay, well, this is my chance now to sit still. Maybe I'll start a cookery course weekly or um, you know, this is the next part of my life and what, what am I going to do? And it was quite you know, I had, I I always like to put positive spins on things because you have to, when life throws you lemons, you know, make a gin and tonic. Um, (laughs) So I started to be more positive about the whole thing. And then when I did meet my husband, who actually was through my brother, and then he was asking me out on dates and I could make the dates. That was when I was like, I'm so pleased that I'm not working because I really want to be with this man and a lot of the guys that I dated before it never went on to anything because I was never around mm. and so it was just a real really it was it went from feeling holy crap to oh my gosh this is amazing and then mm. after we did fall in love and all that jazz then work started to happen again and it was really bizarre how it happened it was really bizarre it's just 
strange how things like that happen. That is so incredible. It really is like the universe just put this pause yeah. in place for you to fall in love. Yeah, it really did. It was, it was, and I, I mean, it got to a point where I was saying to my mum, you're not going to have any grandchildren, forget it, because I don't have time to meet anybody. And if I did have time <laughs> to meet anybody, I haven't got time to actually enjoy their company. And it's just weird how literally the universe was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to give you a bit of a break now because it's your time to fall in love. It was really weird. So what was falling in love like for you? How quick was it? What's the the love story? Okay, so I was... The, the fir- my husband's called Jesse, so I was call him Jesse instead of my husband the whole time. So <laughs> the first time I met Jesse, actually, no, do you know what? I'm just going to start from the very beginning because the story is amazing. Oh and my again, God. it's yeah. all about fate. So my brother went traveling around the world. Uh, he took a year out and went traveling around the world. And this is before social media, before Facebook. And he was emailing home a lot and he kept saying, I keep bumping into this guy called Jesse. It's really weird. I bumped into him in five different countries randomly. And we were like, yeah, that is really bizarre. And then he was like, so we're going to, we're going to hang out because we keep bumping into each other. I think there's a reason behind it. In the meantime, he's emailing home and sending us pictures and I'm seeing pictures of him and Jesse together. And I'm like, Oh God, he actually looks really hot. Thought nothing of it. And then, you know, fast forward six, six, seven months. um, I'm at home with no, my no work. Um, I'm at home on another date. It gets, it's about midnight on a Friday night and I'm at home with this date and, um, my brother and Jesse come home cause my brother moved in with me and he walked in the living room and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this man? <gasps> and I didn't want Jesse to think that I was unavailable because I was with this guy. And so it got to about three o'clock in the morning and we all stayed up drinking wine and listening to music. And I kicked this guy out. And again, it's before the days of Uber. So you kind of order a cab and you've got to sit around for 20 minutes, which is really (laughs) awkward. And so I kicked this guy out and then Jesse stayed the night on the sofa. And um, the next morning I did the um, classic, oh, morning, I look so perfect. And this is how I look when I wake up. And um, we just started talking and he cooked me breakfast and the rest is history. Oh, my goodness. That really is fate. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Obviously, my brother hated it at first, but now he takes full credit for it. Um, And actually, our son, our first son, his middle name was named after my brother. So it's it's just a really nice story. Yeah. So again, it's strange how it all comes together. The universe knows what it's doing. It knows what it's doing. Oh, my God. it, it, It so does. And, you know, I think even the fact that your brother was like, there's a reason why I keep bumping into him. Yeah, he actually emailed it and he said, I think it's to do with work. He was like, so I'm going to, you know, we're going to exchange email addresses and we're going to hang out. And like, they ended up, they realised they went to the same university. Um, and his email was, oh, I think there's a reason, you know, for us to know each other. And to be fair, they did end up doing a few bits of work together. But pr- predominantly it was because I was going to marry him. Oh, it's just lovely. Do you know what? It just gives me so much faith in in life. Do you know what I mean? It's a story yeah. like that. I just go, oh, you can just have such trust and surrender that everything is happening the way it's supposed to. And I just love yeah. stories like that. So thank you for sharing. And before that, I mean, I had the worst luck in love, like the worst. I, the dates that I had were just... <laughs> ridiculous to a point where I was known for just having the worst dates and so anyone listening that's like oh that will never happen to me I have such bad luck oh my gosh I had the worst luck in love 
until, that sounds such a cliche, but until the right one comes along. Yeah, but it is so true. Now you've been together ever since then. And I am always just really interested because I think nowadays seeing long-term relationships is less frequent. Mm -hmm. And I am just really interested in asking people who have been in you know, long-term relationships, have families and kids. What do you think is would be your kind of top advice for um, maintaining a committed and healthy relationship? I like to go on the basis, I don't know if that's the right word, but the thinking of let there be space in our togetherness. And what I mean by that is we're all individuals and I think, also you know during COVID as well obviously it was tough you know being at home with your partner and your kids all day every day I mean it did magnify everything but I think Jesse and I have always really respected that we are individual people mm-hmm. we love our time together but we also respect each other's time apart so if he wants to go to watch the football which you know he does a lot I'm like yeah fine go have fun mm-hmm. and then if I want to go out, he's like, yeah, that, that's fine. So we have this kind of respect for each other's lives that we had mm. before we had children. And it's hard to get, you know, it's hard, you know, you want to hold on to your identity before you, you know, before you were a parent and it's difficult, but we have, we try our hardest to respect each other's social activities. Like, you know, if he wants to go to the pub after work, I'm like, yeah, fine. You know, just don't mm-hmm. take the piss, you know, don't, and if and then if I can do it, then it's fine. And it's we just have space now togetherness. Even if it's like if he wants to watch TV and I'll go in another room, and we just but then we always come back together. And it's like little things, like listening to each other and doing t- tiny things for each other throughout the day, especially if you, when you're at home with them all day. Um, you know, just make them a random cup of tea, just little things that they're like, oh, thanks, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I find that if I am nice. <laughs> then he's nice. Like he bounces <laughs> off my energy. Like I can be, you know, if I'm so due on or I'm having a strong and I'm like, ah! then yeah. he will bounce off that and then he'll do it back and vice mm-hmm. versa. So I think we're very much in tune. Like if someone is feeling like that, we either back away or we try and put a fun spin on it and try and make the other person laugh. And I think laughter is also key. Like we do mm-hmm. laugh a lot at each other, with each other. Um, and I think that laughter is obviously something that has definitely got me through the last year and so yeah I think just laughter respect and just doing the little things and when you've been with someone for so long you do kind of you know fall into the you've become part of the furniture you know we act differently towards them how we did when we first met them when you first meet meet someone in the honeymoon period you're so nice and loving and everything's great and obviously you know years later you've got three kids down the line it's covid you know you can kind of make you can treat somebody like, ugh, there you are again. And you have to work on that. You have to just, I kind of do have to remind myself that he is a really, you know, he's a great man and I love him. And I, and, and, you know, he's, he, I, I could live without him, but I don't want to. Um, oh. And I just, <laughs> and I just, uh, I work on that really, you know. And the thing is, we can pick at each other and then I we say to each other we wouldn't do this to our mates or we wouldn't do this to our parents so let's not do it to each other like mm. we're supposed to be the most important people in each other's lives 
So let's treat each other that way. Absolutely. Oh my God. This is like the best relationship advice ever. <laughs> I'm honestly like beaming listening to it because do you know what I love is that firstly, it's all so true. And these things make a huge difference, but they're all really quite simple. They're really simple, simple, but they everybody can apply them, but they really make so much difference. It is the little things. It is the space. It is the, and I think with the space, you know, what that really is, what you're saying, when you're saying you can go to the pub, what you're saying is I actually really want you to just be the happiest you can be. And if, yeah, and that's the number one Thing. yeah yeah and uh, weirdly my jesse has said to my eldest son he's taught on this from a from a very young age uh happy wife happy life and so my son <laughs> says it now and uh <laughs> but it's true if, if, I'm, if I'm happy <laughs> and he's nine I'm like, if I'm happy <laughs> he's just turned nine but he's already and he says and he says to Jesse, he's like, Daddy, happy wife, happy life. And then he's like, Yeah, all right, okay. Oh my god, so, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's true though, you know, and I think oh. I think my husband does know that. He he's he's very aware if, if I'm if I'm happy, then then he's happy. Because I can get miserable over the smallest things like socks just being left mm. on the floor that I've you know, dirty socks that I've told him time and time and time again over the years to put them away and he still can't manage it so I've given up so in the end I just pick up the socks and put them in his desk drawer um, right. so he can pick it out because I'm just yeah. like, I'm, I can't yeah. anyway yeah amazing wow what a first moment and what a beautiful story you know you've actually really you've made me feel really inspired about love which is oh, such a nice feeling oh good yeah. good thank you oh you're welcome good <laughs> life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, nothing then. Yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, music in my life, and how are you? 
Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. So, Louise, what is your second defining moment? So, this one I'll never, ever forget. It was a time when I I was a mother by this point, and again... (laughs) My work stopped, but this time it was because I was pregnant on maternity leave. And generally in my industry, um, you're kind of regarded as um, damaged goods after you've had a child. And my previous agency said when I announced I was pregnant, she was like, well, you're kind of done now, like your modeling's done. And and I was 31 and I believed her. I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do now? So I dabbled in photography like doing photography myself and I dabbled in working in an office and nothing really felt fulfilled and I kind of knew that I wanted to do something that had something to do with motherhood but I didn't know what like to a point where I started thinking of designing my own baby grows but it wasn't you know it wasn't for me and I wasn't inspired enough to do it and um, and I really missed my job again and I really felt like I'd lost my identity and I was a bit angry that I'd been brushed aside um, because I was a mother, because I still wanted to look good. I still wanted to feel good. I still wanted to work on my confidence. I still wanted to, to be the woman that I was before I had children. You know, children should enhance your life, not stop it. And this one particular day, I was feeling slightly low and a little bit lost and just dull, like I had a cloud over my head. And I was feeding my six month old baby food everywhere you know really you know it can be quite dull sometimes you know being a stay-at-home mom and not wondering what the hell you're going to do and um I got an email from my agent I joined a new agency and I had an email from them and they said um I'm not sure if you're ready for this but there's a great client in Italy they want to shoot you this is the photographer who was amazing great makeup artist stylist like everything about the shoot was like a dream photo shoot um and they said just let us know if you're ready because we know that you've got a small baby um and I looked at my son who didn't have a clue what was going on and I just said to him I guess mama still got it and then this light bulb just went off above my head and I was like oh my god that's it I'm gonna write a blog about exactly this I'm a mum I've still got it. I still want to work on my fashion, my beauty, my makeup, my confidence, my sex life, my, you know, my work. I'm going to start a blog. And I was like, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it because if I'm feeling like this, there must be other women out there, other mothers out there that feel that they want to still hold on to their identity and not feel that they have been cast aside because they've produced a human being, which is the, you know, an amazing thing to do and I kind of feel like people don't understand how incredible it is and so I bought the domain name straight away I didn't even finish feeding my son I don't think I was so excited (laughs) I bought the domain name um couldn't believe the dot com was available and I started designing a website and just kind of thought you know, I was a bit, I was a bit scared to do it because I was really putting myself out there like before I had a private Instagram account um I was quite a private person, believe it or not. And um, <laughs> I 
just changed my Instagram name from Louise Boyce to Mama Still Got It and just said to some friends, you will see more selfies of me on my Instagram page and I will kind of be doing more, you'll, you'll be seeing more of me rather than like a nice tree or here's my son's foot or something. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's fine. You're just marketing your business. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. And then fast forward years later, the the blog has kind of gone hand in hand with the modeling and it's not only created a, a business for me as a as a blogger content creator but it's also made my modeling career come back so it's I I mean I'll never I've still got that email and I'll never forget that moment of oh I just guess and it just flew out of my mouth I guess mama still got it I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And I I had absolutely no idea how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it. And, um, you know, there were times where I was really scared and worried what people were going to think, worried that people were going to think I was self-obsessed, you know, and, Mm. you know, or look at me go, she hasn't still got it. Like, what's she going on about? And, you know, there were all these thoughts, but I just thought I've got to do something. Um, And I did. And I'm really pleased that I did. And that was my defining moment. Oh my God. Okay. I am even more obsessed with you now. Like (laughs) when you just said that story and you said, I looked at my son and I said, mama's still good. I actually had goosebumps in my whole face. (laughs) I was like, wow. Um, You're just so aligned and it just, I love, you know, I, one thing I say to people a, a lot because uh, when people ask me about anything to do with business or starting new careers or um, moving forward is if you have an idea, act on it. And I always say yeah. that ideas come to you just out of nowhere and they're there for a reason. They want to express themselves. And the best thing you can do is just run with it and, and yeah. you know, put all fear out the window and just go for it. Yeah, and it, and it is frightening at first and... And I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to write a blog or do a website or mm. anything. But it all it all just came together again. I don't know. The universe was like, "Yes, well done. You figured it out. This is what you're meant to be doing." Yeah, so it's good. So I have a question for you. So you said something really interesting, which was that um, there was a kind of worry that people would think you were self obsessed. And I get this. Mm. I I still struggle with this one. Is that if I post a picture of myself, even if I'm like feeling good and I'm having a good day and I want to post a picture there's that fear of going oh god do I appear vain or do I appear self-obsessed even though Instagram we're supposed to show all aspects of us and our Instagram page is is our own and we should be able to feel free to post whatever we want but how Hmm. did you kind of combat those fears and do you think that a lot of people feel that way I I mean I hated it at first I used to cringe at putting up a selfie I I literally hated it but weirdly I noticed that when I did do selfies that those were the posts that got the most engagement and I mm. and then people were like well can you show us more makeup can you show us this can you you know we want to see more and, and so I was quite surprised actually at first um it so I went from feeling oh god I'm self-obsessed to oh well, actually this might be helping other women look at makeup products or skincare and I quickly had to get over that because I thought if I'm going to do this then I have to overcome this fear of posting pictures Mm. of myself also you know being a model in my 20s I never actually told anybody that I met what I did for a living because you instantly get judged 
you know, oh, you're a model, then you must be really thick, really easy, um, you know, just because I've got, you know, big boobs and I'm blonde. You know, I was just classically just stereotyped immediately. So I never told, like if I went on dates with guys, I never told them what I did. I just said I was a temp yeah. and in wow. between work because I, because you do, especially from when you're dating guys, like, oh, I'm dating a model and it's such <laughs> yeah. crap. Um, so I never told anyone. And it was only when I joined Instagram that I actually, for the first time in my life, kind of put out there, yeah, I, I'm a model. Um, so there. And um, it, that that was quite frightening because, you, of course, you get people going, you're, you, you're a model. Well, if you are, then I can be. And I'm like, fine. Well, then go for it. But, you know, again, you you have to put that aside and think that says more about them than me you know um there's always going to be someone that's got something negative to say Mm. so I just had to basically crack on and get over this um not fear but this kind of like um cringe factor of selfies and and then I realized that actually lots of people were doing it on Instagram and and they were like had the whole like oh fuck it type thing I don't know if I can swear on this podcast yeah obviously (laughs) um and uh so I just thought well you know if you can't beat them join them so and I guess the more you start doing something the more it starts to feel natural yeah um and it went from putting up a nice selfie to then putting up a selfie of me looking absolutely horrendous um to show like the before and afters and that that you know did really well as well because people like to see something real I just had to do more of it I mean I kind of feel like do the same with food like if I don't like certain foods I'll eat it like three or four times and then I'll start to like it so I do the same with what I do with my Instagram (laughs) brilliant no I love that but I also love that really simple um perspective shift which is um that actually it's inspiring someone and I think that's always yeah you don't I think every time anyone's hesitating to put something up it's actually you don't know who this post can be helping or inspiring or yeah and that's what exactly like I sometimes put yeah it's it's yeah exactly like sometimes I put things up and I don't really think anything of it and then afterwards I get messages saying thank you so much that's really helped me and I'm like oh my god mm. has it oh great I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know thanks that's great good to know <laughs> I love that oh what a moment I'm obsessed with your moments okay so what is your third defining moment again this oh, it's, all my things seem to be around work but this defining moment is surrounding COVID so I was in a before COVID I was back in my my groove with modeling and work and life balance seemed to be good I finally got to a point where I was like this is great I've got my modeling back and I've got my kids and everything's working really nicely and then COVID hit and obviously my work stopped completely again I mean everyone's did you know and um but I I couldn't work from home it was like that's it finish um and my Instagram content at the time was very much um, before and like makeup before and afters, like images, or this is me at work and this is my latest photo shoot. And here's a nice selfie of me with my kid. And it was all, you know, it was all very nice. And I, at the time, I had, um, I still had, you know, a good amount of followers, but it was this time last year, I think I had about 20,000 followers. Wow. And then. COVID hit and I felt extremely anxious about it all 
schools closing for the first time and not really knowing what was going on, couldn't really see light at the end of the tunnel. I had to turn off my BBC notifications because it was making me really anxious. Um, I had to tell Jesse to stop telling me, you know, what was going on with COVID because it was really starting to affect me. And I was going to bed feeling really, really anxious. So one night I downloaded TikTok and I found myself like belly laughing out loud at some of the videos. And um, I started going to bed laughing instead of feeling really anxious. And so I thought, I'm going to do one and put it on my Instagram and see what happens. And again, at the time I was worried what people might think because I'd never done that before. I didn't know if people would want to see it or relate to it. Um, And so I started making these funny videos about motherhood and lockdown and things that your kids do that we all go through that are really dull and monotonous, but we all go through it and actually trying to put a, a funny spin on it. Some of my videos went viral and from that you know, got more of a following. And then from that, you know, more brands wanted to work with me, which I can do from home whilst in lockdown. And so from that, I started to generate an income again, which was great because obviously my modeling stopped. And, you know, there was a point where we were like, oh my God. And then my husband lost his job as well. So we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But choosing laughter and making these videos without me realizing it opened up a whole new career for me and a whole new door of life and I didn't even realize that I could be quite funny I had no idea um and I had no idea that just making these silly videos could mean so much to so many people the amount Mm -hmm. of messages I've had saying thank you for making me laugh thank you for making me smile thank it thank you for making me realize I'm not the only one that's struggling with motherhood and and I just really pleased that I that particular night I downloaded TikTok and I laughed and I was like, I'm going to try this. And I would never have done that before if it wasn't for, for COVID. And it's literally changed my career path. Oh, this is, you're just, it's so incredible. So I'm basically obsessed. Well, I live and breathe manifesting and I teach, um, I, I teach a lot of my own seven step guide to manifesting. And um, for me, you are such a like clear example of someone who manifests at a very like authentic and natural and um, effortless way. Um, in but because of your ability to firstly just like act on op- see opportunity, you're just open to new opportunities in new ways. You you step outside your comfort zone, um, mm. which is so necessary, and also your ability to kind of almost not transform but accept new versions of yourself all the time so you're you're not you don't get stuck in the old version of you which I love is like even when you your story about going um you know I was offered to do this new shoot and it wasn't you going I'm going back to being a model and I'm going to try and step away from motherhood because I need this to be uh, that my identity you were going I'm going back to be to, to modeling but also mama still got it and this is a this is a new me um and I'm gonna mm. let go of that old me and step into something new and even in this situation it's very much a case of you know this isn't the version of me that I've presented to the world before but that doesn't mean I can't be mm. it and transformation and and accepting our ability to really 
change is such an important part of the manifesting process. So I'm just like, wow, I love your story. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, it was again, Yeah, you're right. I did have to step out of my comfort zone and I did feel uncomfortable doing it at first, but I'm really pleased that I did. And I think the biggest risk anyone can take is not taking a risk. Mm. Um, so I just was like, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And also there was nothing else to do. Yeah. There was nothing <laughs> else to do. So I was like, I've got to, I can't, I've got to do something. Um, and um, I'm really pleased that I did. I'm pleased you did. Tell me, how <laughs> long does it take to film one of these videos? Because they look like they must, <laughs> long, they must take Honestly, so long. not long. No, honestly, not long at all. I mean, um, it starts with an idea or something like the kids do or have done that it's, you know, really quite irritating. Like, for example, (laughs) I don't know if you saw the one obviously during we're in lockdown and the parents working from home and your your five year olds going, oh, mummy, watch. And they do this (laughs) most ridiculous, like pathetic jump or something like yeah isn't that great and the thing is there I mean every parent can relate to their kids saying mummy mummy look or mummy watch whilst they're trying to work and you (laughs) and you're trying to you know hold your you're trying to hold your shit together going I really need to send this email but I have to look at you and show you that I'm engaged with you as well and I actually I sent it to my mum first because I wasn't sure it was the first video did with the silly fake hands right and I sent it to her first to kind of say like what do you think and she was like oh no you can't put that up no no no, no did no. she People find it yeah she was like she was like I don't get it and I was like oh, I don't get it I was like you're a mother of three how do you not get it and um she was like I just don't think people will relate to it and I was like oh all right so then I sent it to uh my best mate who is a mother of two two young children so she's in it right now I think my mom's probably forgotten how hard it is to be a, a, a mom <laughs> and she was like yeah that's really relatable so I was like okay fine so I had to get like the nod from someone first to post it so I did <laughs> and then that's kind of that was the first one I did with the city hands but I mean so it always it comes with an idea first that we all things that everyday things mm. that we go through and just trying to put a spin on it like and then if there's music that can go with it yeah it's um they don't take long at all to be honest I think I think about things too much and then I'm like oh I should do that that's that's a really good idea and I think about it and I think about it and then I don't and then I'm like oh has that moment passed now I should probably do that and that annoys me like I'm like come on Louise just do it just if you've got the idea just do it and obviously there are some way I think are people going to find this really offensive like I did one where a kid my child is talking to me whilst I'm putting him in the car, but you can't see the child. It's just a voiceover. Mm. And he's talking, 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 which they do. They talk to you, you know, in the most silly situations where like, I can't talk to you right now. And so this kid's talking and I just slammed the door and just walked to the front of the car. And I showed that to Jesse and he was like, well, people might find that quite offensive. But again, it did really well. And people were like, yes, I do that as well. Thank you. I'm not a bad mom. Like, we all yeah. do it. And it's, just, it's you know, it's a, part of it is self-care. You know, we need to mm. just slam the door sometimes and not have them talking at us for five seconds. Um, so, yeah. I well I think honestly I th- I'm like you must be your video editing skills must be amazing because also all the like hair blowing 
and the, the <laughs> how in time you are and this transitions. I'm like, oh my God, it's incredible. Honestly, when I was writing your intro, I was like, can I put comedian in there? Because like, honestly, I think Gosh. you are so funny. So when you just said, oh, oh okay, you didn't know I was funny. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I, it's weird. Like I don't, it's, it's, yeah, it's really bizarre that people are like, oh, I find you really funny. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't, didn't, I would never put myself into that box of being funny. I have a good sense of humour, but I wouldn't, well, anyway, I don't know, I guess I, I maybe I am, who knows? Well, you are, you, and you are. Oh, thank you. Um, so how is it now the kids are back at school? Oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful for, for everyone. Yeah, they needed it as much as we did. It's wonderful. Although, you know, I, you know, I still don't feel there's enough hours in the day to get everything done, which is ridiculous to say because, you know, we have six hours a day now to get on with stuff. But still, I'm finding myself going, oh, God, I need more time to do stuff. Exactly. But it's wonderful. I'm so grateful that the schools are open. And um, although I couldn't find my son's tie this morning, so that was annoying. <laughs> um, but it's great. They need they needed to go back. Um, you know they were doing you know, the, the online schooling and mm. you know when you when you got I think we've got older children it's they can understand it a bit more but you know my five-year-old getting him to sit in front of a computer doing teaching you know it's it's just not you know that's not what school is supposed to be um so it was it, I think it's tougher for it was tough for my nine-year-old as well yeah but I'm very, very happy that they're back. I think now that we're sort of out the other side of of what was just this ridiculous, like unbelievable, crazy year, what are your kind of reflections on it? The whole pandemic? What What do you think now? It's so bizarre. I actually look back and think it was a really good time for us as a family. I realised that... Um, I think both me and Jesse needed some time to just be more at home and just be, you know, we were constantly moving around and working and, you know, it was great. But I think one, when you stop moving, you can reflect and go, actually, I really needed to just sit still for a while and just gather thoughts. And everyone was so busy, you know, everyone was so, so busy. No one really called each other. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, in the first lockdown, everyone was calling each other and talking to each other over Zoom and it was really nice. Mm. Um, I did enjoy it. And then the weather was fantastic. So that made a huge difference. Yeah. Unlike now, it's just horrendous now. But um, mm. the weather was great. So we were outside loads and we was just together as a family every day. And, it, you know, there were days where it was magical. And I kept a diary throughout the whole of 2020. I mean, I do that anyway. I keep diaries. It's just the oh, best wow. kind of time capsule. And... Um, I look back on it, I look back back on it the other day and most days I say what a beautiful day it was, how grateful I was being at home oh. with the kids. However, you know, that was the first lockdown when it was sunny. Fast forward to January this year where it's winter mm. and we're all still in this crap and we're all over it and the homeschooling was a lot stricter the second time round. You know, there was actually like stuff in place whereas the first time round it was like, you know, just you know, whatever mm. I, you know, that, that was a bit more stressful, but we also moved house during the pandemic. Um, so we took advantage of the stamp duty holiday and that was great. Mm. Um, although my husband did lose his job, which at the time was horrendous. He is, he found a new job and it's his dream 
job. He's now oh, in his universe dream job. At play again. Universe, hello. <laughs> and um, so that that worked out well. And and I don't think those things would have happened if COVID hadn't happened for us. Um, and again, you know, I've I always try and make you know whenever life is really bad and dull, I you know I think it's really important to try and look out for the positives in every situation and 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 really work on that so yes pan you know covid was horrendous but within the year we've moved house and both my husband and i have created jobs for us that we love uh, he's got his job you know he's employed by by a company and i've you know really worked on mama still got it and it's yeah so we're both in a better place from it oh well I'm so happy for you all <laughs> so and your you know your attitude really just shines through and I'm just yeah amazing everything I can just loving this oh, um, so before yeah, we, I, I leave you I've got some quick fire questions for you the first one is what is your most memorable book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So great. Actually, I read that over lockdown. Oh, it's so good. Um, good. Your favourite quote? So this is from my mum. She says, you've got to get better with age, otherwise what's the point? Oh, love that. I think that's brilliant. Most influential mentor? Oh, it's really cliche, but I want to say my mum. She's amazing. Um, But if I have to to go celebrity-wise, I really like Grace Kelly. Love her. And... Uh, also, I'm going to say Victoria Beckham. Oh, love, love them all. Um, your go-to feel-good film? Anything with Tom Hanks. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Which is the airport one he did? Terminal. Terminal. A moment where you felt most proud? Oh, my kids being born. I'm proud of them for being here and then also proud of me for doing it. <laughs> well, yes. Actually, I saw a beautiful <laughs> birth photo you posted recently. It was so yeah, heartwarming. yeah. Yeah. A song that cheers you up. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin, I think that's his name. Top tip for dealing with stress. Get outside, get some fresh air, call someone, scream in a pillow, have a glass of wine, uh, work out, have sex. (laughs) Love, all the above. (laughs) Your guilty pleasure. Cheese flavoured popcorn. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh my God. I'm salivating at the thought of it right now and they don't really have it here the one that I love is more in America and it, I'm obsessed with it anyway let's move on from that because I have to go and find it buy it on the internet for like too much money um one thing you'd like to achieve in the next year we are renovating our house so I'd want to finish that or start it and finish it um, and I'd also like to write a book oh yes I would like I would read it oh thanks <laughs> And the first person you called to share good news? Jesse, my husband. Oh. Um, Louise, thank you so much for being such an oh, it's been an absolute guest. pleasure. Honestly, loved I loved it. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I've been beaming the whole time. You are such an amazing energy, and I just absolutely loved your story. So thank you so, oh, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to, to listen to it back and um yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.